Hi, my name is Denise Ferguson and you are listening to the recording of I'm Not Doing This Without Alcohol and today I am here with Wayne. Hi Wayne, how are you? I'm good, thank you. You? Awesome, awesome. So Wayne, what's your business called and what do you do? Uh, Okay, I've got a couple of businesses but my main one is Absolute Training and Nutrition. It's an exclusive uh, personal training coaching business. Um, We have about five coaches that work for me. And we mostly see people on a one-to-one small group basis. So whereabouts are you? Where am I like based? You're North Devon, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, I'm in North Devon, yeah. Ah, so beautiful, beautiful North Devon. It's very beautiful and it is mm. very sunny today. Extremely. So what got you into this business? Uh, real funny because uh, I, in a previous life I was a uh, critical care nurse. Um, it's where I, went. I met my wife at, uh, at university, actually. Um, and I just got fed up with it, to be honest. I did um, not know that. How long were you a critical care nurse? Ten years. Wow. What got you into that? Uh, again, bit of a spirit of story. Um, I actually applied to do, uh, medicine and I got, into, I got accepted to Birmingham Medical School. Um, but found out I was going to be a dad, blah, 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 traveling as a doctor, taking jobs all over the country, probably wasn't going to be the best thing for a young family. I was 22 at the time. Um, so I kind of knocked that on the head and then thought about maybe doing nursing. Um, and yeah, so that was it really. And I, and I chose that because because I was surfing a lot, even though I lived in the Midlands at the time, I was surfing a lot. So I thought I need a job that allows me to, earn and still live by the sea so that's what I did and then moved to North Devon in 2000 um never looked back just quit nursing but still surfing sounds like a wise thing to do so tell me more about the business so you got into personal training yeah so I turned around I remember having a conversation with my wife saying do you know what I'm fed up and I was already helping competitive like bodybuilders and stuff like that get ready for shows and stuff. So getting people in shape was never going to be a problem. Um, but I started, I just said to her one day, like, do you know what? I think we're going to quit my, my career as a nurse and I'm going to be a personal trainer. And at a time in North Devon, which is like we're talking probably 2004, you know, it just wasn't a thing. It was a London thing. I remember somebody saying to me, oh, you'll, you'll never make any money as a personal trainer. It's North Devon. This is not London. Um, and... Anyway, long story short, my wife just said, well, you know, give it a go. And if you're not making good money in a year's time or you can't, you know, you're not paying bills, you can't pay bills, go back to being a nurse. Because if you're 12, if you're out of nursing for more than 12 months, you need to do a back to nursing thing. So she said, you know, you jump back in and do that. So I think within four months I was doing, I was making in a week what I was making in a, in a, as a month, in a month as a nurse. Um, so, yeah, I kind of fell into my own. Um so yeah, I was I was quite a good coach. I I got good results. So that kind of brought in the clients and paid bills. The only thing was I just didn't know anything about business at the time. Didn't have a clue. I was oh. just making I was just making it up. What did you do to learn more about business then? Um, really, uh, oddly, I started reading. Somebody said suggested me to to read a book called The E Myth by Michael Greaver, and yeah. that was it. That that book literally changed the way. I thought about business. I just thought, you know what? He's just described me to a T. I'm the one working in my business. I'm not working on my business. I'm the one doing the 12, 14, 16 hour days. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, 
and I remember my wife saying to me, like, you know, she goes, you know, I know we're, I know we're doing okay. I know, you know, business is good. And you're making good money, but I married you to be my husband. I don't want to be burying you because I was just working like, you know, silly hours and just throw it. like, like all new business owners, you just literally throw yourself into it. You know, 14, 15 hour days are just normal. Yeah. So, and one of the things that I say so often on these podcasts is running your own business is choosing which 16 hours a day you work. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, and you know, then I, I fast, I, I remember, um, I remember going to LA, sounds really poncy, but I went to LA in, uh, 2009 I went to a fitness business summit out there and um, I just opened a studio so I was the first person in North Devon probably first person in the southwest to actually open a specific personal training facility it wasn't a gym it was just for personal training and I went out there and I just thought you know and I remember traveling out to LA um, and I remember sitting in this conference and the guy's leading the conference, a guy called Bedris Cooley, and he's still around. You can Google him. You know, he's quite a popular guy. He, he was asking questions like, who's got their own facilities? And I was putting my hands up because, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm the big dog here. And who's closed their facilities to be here? And then I thought, I about he's got a point. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then the next question was, how many people sell like blocks and, you know, blo- you know do sales in blocks? And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm the king of blocks. I sold 20s, 30s, whatever, you know. And um, and he said, well, th- there's no consistency to your business. There's no, there's nothing. So I just thought, okay, he's got, again, I came back and literally, we hadn't had a holiday in five years. I literally came home, hired somebody, um, hired another coach, moved all my clients onto regular payments, and then went to the Caribbean, all inclusive with my wife, like literally a month, uh, no, about two, three months later, just took her to uh, the Caribbean and we just spent two weeks living it up. And them two main things really have been absolute game changers in, in, in my life, really. Yeah, I read um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and that did a similar thing for my business. I'd already always had a property portfolio and I knew the the benefits of, having assets and and that had propelled my business and my life for years because I bought my first house when I was 18 so that had given me the ability to do so much that other people my age couldn't afford to do because they hadn't invested their money when they were young yeah but understanding assets in a different way changed the game completely for me it stopped me having the desire to have and we've had this conversation personally. Yeah, recently, stopped yeah. me having the desire to have the flash cars and the big house and everything, because that's not going to bring my. It's not going to bring me longevity in the game, and that has been a game changer for me. Cash flow is king. Always has been. You know, like you know, there's a lot of business. Obviously, you know, we've what we've just gone through for the last 18 months is a lot of businesses that just didn't survive. And I'm not saying they made, it was a fault. I'm not saying that they weren't clever. I'm not saying they weren't very good with their business, but you know, like, you know, cash flow gets you through and, you know, luckily that, you know, the government were handing out grants, but for some businesses, it just was never going to be enough. So yeah, we, you know, obviously we recently talked about this about, you know, I went through that phase of when, especially when we were doing very well of like thinking that I had to, prove to people that it was the best move and because i had young you know we got young we had young kids at the time and two mortgages and it's like who 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 quits a, a career 
who puts all the pressure on the woman to earn all the money while you go off and do some like little fancy thing that you think it's you know it's going to be and everybody everybody in their dog told me that i was just, i was stupid doing it so i felt like i had to prove something you know so you know when we started doing well we started going on nice holidays we eat at nice restaurants you know and thank god for social media you can share all that shit with everybody and everybody can see how awesome you are um which obviously all know is superficial shit um but um yeah so and then obviously fast forward I still have a fancy car. I've still got a thing for cars and I still have a thing for watches. Always have done since I was a kid. But yeah, everything else, it's like, yeah, I, I'm with you. It's like how much, so for every £10 that you have, can that £10 make you £10? Yeah. It's, it's a better mindset than I've got £10. I'll buy something with it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not to say like you, <laughs> it's not to say that when I have some money, I don't reward myself with things that are going to then propel me personally mentally and you know in my business to be able to continue working like I said to you I bought you know uh, an expensive camper van because I'd always wanted one we were in lockdown I was getting to the stage where I was getting really really itchy feet and it was affecting me and I thought I've got that money if I spend it on something that is going to bring me joy I'm going to be able to work harder I'm going to be able to enjoy my life more. This is the right time to do that. If I'd have spunked it up the wall for a fancy holiday, it probably wouldn't have been the same thing. So I think I made the right decision for me and for my business, even if it was probably a bit frivolous. Uh, yeah, you know, I bought I bought a, a rather large V8 um, just uh, October, last October. Um, and everybody, again, like just looks at you like you're mad. But I just thought, you know, at that point, I just thought, you know what, everything we've gone through, um i'm you know i need i need i need to do something kind of positive for my own mindset because when that when lockdown first hit wow that first two weeks was probably the darkest place i've been to since well since i was a child to be honest um yeah, yeah so let's, really, let's really talk hard two weeks about, let's talk more about the pandemic then so that okay you're obviously in the industry like me i'm in the beauty industry and that completely shut down it's exactly yeah. the same for the gym industry so how was it um not as bad as some, but bad enough for us. You know, we we probably went, like, from an income point of view, we probably lost about 75% of our income um, over the, that, that, you know, that 12 weeks initial lockdown. But it all kicked off, like, you know, we're all thinking, we're all saying, oh, it'll be two to three weeks at most. Um, and a lot of our clients, we contacted a lot of our clients immediately, and they were all like, no, no, we're happy to support you. We'll stick by you. And you know, the 25% did stick by us and, you know, I'll, I'll be eternally grateful to them um, forever um, because obviously there was no talk of grants. There was no talk of anything like that. Luckily, my landlord was a very uh, understanding woman um, and around the June time, she gave us a rent-free period, um, which was really good of her. But but I had we had cash flow. The worst part about cash flow is, you know, you, you always want cash flow to, to increase your business and grow your business. That's why you have it. You have it there to invest and, put, you know, to make more money. But having cash flow that's just been sunk into keeping something afloat that you're going to get no return on, um, that hurts. You know, it's like 15 years of hard work and you built up this, you know, you built up this money, you built up this business. And literally within six weeks, you're just I watching it be pulled from under you. So I started drinking a little bit too much now. You know, that kind of, you know, how you should do. Um, me and Jack Daniels got on really, really, really well. Um, 
probably a bit too well. My wife was a little concerned and stuff, but no. I was allowed a little dark period. I haven't had one for a little while, so. Yeah, me and my husband. Yeah, my husband completely lost one business straight away. Um, he's a property developer, and we we just treated the first couple of weeks like we had COVID, so that was one thing. And then when we started to recover, we treated the first couple of weeks as like the gap between Christmas and New Year, where we just ate and drank whatever we wanted. And then it was all of a sudden like shit. This this you know we cannot maintain this. So we kind of had a word with ourselves. But, you know, even now in the property industry, it, it hasn't recovered for him at all yet because the backlog for like planning permission and everything is massive. Like we're, yeah. we are months, years away from getting some of the things that were ready to be signed off when we went into lockdown. So I kind of feel for all those industries really badly. Well, you know, I had, I also, you know, I can't, I can't say it was, you know, it was all about m- you know, the cash flow and what we were doing, you know, I had a solid team, you know, Chris, who, who kind of who manages absolute for me. And, you know, he, you know, he was just, he was all over it. I was, you know, I was just upset at the amount of money that we were leaking. Um, and he was just like, you know, he just like, going, well, we need to move stuff online. We need to grow online. So um, off the back of that, we actually created a really amazing product that has actually, gone on to be quite successful and we've made some really good money from that um and it and it also improved our business it improved our business the way we way we work the hours we pull the way we see clients the clients we see um the, the way we've improved our services so it weren't all negative it's it's actually taught us a lot and you know and i also have a marketing agency and that that got hit as well and i've been you know i was trying to i've been trying so hard to get off the ground and and then suddenly, like you just think, yeah, you're gonna get some momentum now, and then, bang, it was over. Um, so yeah, that got a kick in the in the tits as well. So um, yeah, just a couple of businesses got affected, and it's just it is what it is. Yeah, I completely agree. So what's the grand plan for the business now? Where do you see it going over the next few years? Um, so we already decided that early next year. I mean, there's a few reasons then it may not happen, um, which may be out of my control. But um, so we thought like, okay, early next year, we need to spend this year recovering. We need to try and at least recover, you know, to 60, 70% of what we were doing. Um, we're actually currently sitting at about 85% we've recovered. So we're about 15% off where we were. So once we've got the whole plan is once we hit that 15% that where we were, um, we're going to expand the gym, put in the second floor, um and the only reason that may not happen is because the footings of the floor you know we spoke about that if that turns out that it's not suitable for what we want to do that that will just mean that what we'll do is we'll move towards facility number two quicker so the whole point will be is to grow my 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 next five-year plan is to have um, another three facilities um open in the southwest that sounds amazing and is it all going to be around the kind of Devon area or are you you know going to no, spread probably- all of the southwest that we haven't thought of we, you know we're looking we're considering a place like bath um as a, an exclusive place um plymouth will definitely be another place because you know it's quite a big city um but we just haven't done the market research yet they're just ideas on paper but we'll definitely be looking to open at least another three or four i'm 51 now so i've got to uh i know i don't look it thanks denise um i but, wasn't saying that no no, no. <laughs> um so you know i 
by the time I'm 55, I'd like to at least accomplish what I'd set out to do. I would have done it probably by now if it hadn't been a COVID situation. But, you know, it is one, like I say, it is what it is. And then from the agency point of view, um, again, I was interviewing, talking to people today to try and build that out as quick as possible again and get some momentum on that. Um, and then we can go back to having students because we also have a, a business where we train um, people to become personal trainers. So we'll be able to have that relaunch that again in after first intake of students in October. We're also talking about bringing to the market a course for people who want to open gyms too. So that's something that we're looking to work on together, yeah. isn't it? So yeah, yeah. I think it's a big fear. It's it's a we've talked about it before. It's a fear factor, isn't it? You know, it's a commitment, and you know, and I think I also think you know people have tried have done the online thing. The nice thing is everybody's tried the online thing during during lockdown they all went online everybody tried online and i think some people think yep that's okay but i always look at businesses that you can scale and businesses that you can grow and somebody might come back and disagree with me but i think an online personal training business i don't know how you scale that to the point where somebody would want to buy your online personal training business but i'm sure there are people that do that and i'm sure that people that, but for me i don't see that as um, something that I'd be wanting to get behind. And I think a few people have realized that being online isn't what, you know, people make out it's, you know, train people online, live by the beach, have a great life. I think people realize it's not like that at all. Um, and as I've said before, the only people who really make money doing that are the people who are selling them courses to people saying, hey, buy my course, you can live on the beach with a laptop. They're the only people making money. Um, so, yeah, I don't think... Even those people aren't sitting on the beach doing it. Of course they're not. <laughs> they're working course their not. ass off doing it. You wish you were, the hustling. They're like, yeah, they're literally playing, like, you know. I always think, like, you know, a lot of them things, and again, you know, it might be a bit controversial, but, you know, I think it's generally for the lazy. You know, people want a the shortcut. They think, you know, if I let, if I give that person 10 grand, he's going to make me, you know, I'll be able to do multiple six figures from his course. And... No, because, you know, think about the amount of students at university doing university courses, spending tens of thousands, and it's, and half of them still don't end up in the area that they want to work in. No, no, I find it, I, I, I do a lot of courses to keep my mind agile because I'm really into business and I want to continue to grow and everything. I'm really into all of that space, but I do I do speak to people a lot about this, especially on Clubhouse, I spend a lot of time on Clubhouse and I I warn people that it's not instant. Every course that I've ever done, whether or not it's a one day or a 12 week or a year course, whatever it is, I've never learned everything within that time frame. It's always been something that I've then taken and nurtured and then it's sunk into my brain. And I've then thought, oh, that was really helpful that they, that they taught me that. And it kind of gives you a more rounded ability to run businesses but it's yeah. never a quick fix and and people should probably think about it in a different mentality when they're going into courses yeah absolutely i mean courses just give you knowledge and so i, I always look at courses in two ways okay i'm going to learn something from it um but if i don't apply this then it was a wasted course but also it also go okay cool that was really really good but I never, ever, ever want to do that, but it might be good for my business. So maybe I need to find somebody who's, that's their thing. They love that. 
So yes. hire them. And I think that's another thing with businesses. They, especially young entrepreneurs, I, use, I hate to use the word entrepreneur, but you know, people who are entrepreneurs that, you know, they think they can do it all. So they, they learn about Facebook ads. The biggest thing in the fitness world right now is everyone in their dog are looking for the magic Facebook ad, you know, the ad that's going to launch them. And, you know, and I speak to, I speak to gym owners and stuff and, I, and I'm like, and they haven't even got foundations in place. They couldn't onboard. If, you know, if the ad landed and they suddenly got a hundred new clients, they couldn't service a hundred clients. All they end up doing is pissing off 80 um, who will never buy from them ever again. They will never refer them. And they'll end up with that 20 who will probably be the, the lowest of the pond. And then they'll just all leech out anyway. So I'm just, no, there's no, there's, it's hard work. It's like, have you, I suppose you've had it as well. People say, oh, you're lucky. Yes. Think, yeah, but that's yeah. why I tell a lot of stories on social media about my life and how really I'm not lucky at all. And it has been hell and high waters and roller coasters throughout the whole journey. Like even throughout lockdown, there were massive highs and lows. And, you know, I'm, I've got some amazing highs going on in the minute, but I can guarantee within the next 12 months, 12 days, there's going to be a low again, because that's just that's the journey of a business owner you know even if it looks to everyone else like you're going that way believe me we are doing it like this My, I, i've said so many times that business business generally does this but as long as it kind of does that as it goes it's fine um you know and 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 also just get used to being punched in the mouth yeah you know it happens just it. get used Ooh. to it too, because i i've been boxing since i was 16 years old and and for me learning how to take a good punch is absolutely vital both in the boxing ring and in life because yeah if you don't know how to take a good punch but then carry on fighting you're never going to make it as a business owner never it's it's um there's a there's a there's a phrase in there that says something like um about you know living the life you want being prepared to do what most won't that, you know, like that. So I've kind of lived by that, you know, I'm always prepared to do more. I'm always prepared to outwork. I'm always prepared to pull more hours. Even now, I, you know, if, I, if somebody stepped into the area and was just on par with what we do, I'd literally throw everything I have at it. I would sell everything I have to make sure that I, I distance myself again. You know, we, I will make sure I'm, you know, I'm hiring, I'm even hiring in-house marketing teams within absolute that are separate to the agency just literally in-house just to make sure their job is to make look at what we do look at what others do and then just make that gap even bigger create a destination business yeah and my business is exactly the same it's utterly unique and i want it to continue that way so i am fully on board with that darling so we are coming to the end of the podcast and i end all of the podcasts with the eight mile moment but before that tell everyone where they can find you um uh, so okay if you want to find me personally you can find me wayne large on facebook um i i do check everybody out i don't know about you but you know i'm not this is not a popularity contest for me i don't want to have oh look he's got five thousand friends he must be really awesome um i check everybody out before i admit them so like if they're a business coach themselves i tend to just let them stay in my friends thing where i'd never actually add them but i think it's fun just to leave them hanging um so um yeah, you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much where I hang out, really, to be honest. Facebook, Instagram. Um, we do use TikTok and Snapchat, and yeah, but that's for the kids. That's for the kids. <laughs> that's for the kids. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I'll just, you know, just 
email me waynelarge70 at gmail.com if you want to ask anything i'm more than happy to answer it awesome so the eight mile moment i love eminem and i love how he does his rap battles by saying um all the worst things about him he's skinny as white his mum lives in a trailer so his opponent can't say anything back bad back to him so wayne what are the worst things about you i'm impatient um i am i have a resting bitch face i permanently have this like look like i I don't like you very much face Uh, whereas actually i'm quite friendly like i love everybody but you know me i'm never gonna let that show um and what else Don't know, you should have asked my wife this question. She could have given. I always you, say, don't ask. She could have given you a thousand things. Like, yeah, I think I think my biggest one is just my impatience and and to, and lack of tolerance for stupid people. That, I that, that. literally am yeah. allergic to stupid people, and when people do that whole what literally drives me insane. Stop pretending you're stupid. Nobody finds it funny. Yeah, but generally, sometimes, unfortunately, they are just not pretending. Um, yeah, and I guess, and I guess, I think that's an age thing. I think that's just as you get older, you just like your tolerance is like, yeah, that nah, I ain't got time for that. So, shit must mean I'm getting old, darling. Well, I didn't want to say, babe, all that light, that all that lighting really isn't like. <laughs> that's, why, that's, that's why I'm sat in a dark corner. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. You're welcome. And as always, if anyone else wants to be on the podcast or you want to sponsor a podcast, you can contact us at admin. No, it's not. Podcast at find-surveyors.co.uk. Say goodbye. Bye.